Fantasy Week 17 is here. We're in the stretch run. Fantasy Baseball today, starter sit for Week 17. Adam Azer, Scott White, Al Melchior. I was at the Marlins-Mets game Saturday night, guys. How'd that go? It went well. I was 10 rows up from the Marlins bullpen. Mm-hmm. And I watched Clay Hensley warm up, and I was so unimpressed by watching him warm up that I had already predetermined that I wasn't going to add him to my roster in the standard <laughs> mixed league. You might want to wait till the first pitch, though. To... I did wait, and he didn't pitch that well. His line he wasn't terrible. Pitched but that poorly. Yeah. I was debating I mean, drop Kyle McClellan for Clay Hensley, but, and I decided not to. Okay. I mean, that's a decent comparison, too. I, I was going to call him a left-handed Brian Dunsing. I mean, a right-handed Brian Dunsing. Yeah, he just uh, Which, didn't yeah, do it for But me. the RP eligibility, that's, yeah. what, that's what makes it worthwhile. Well, we have more important things to talk about. Your Clay emails Hensley? later. Really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Your emails later at dmfantasybaseball at cbs.com. D is in Devin, M is in Mesoraco at fantasybaseball uh, fantasy at cbs.com. Thank you for inspiring me there, Scott. More on him later. At CBS Fantasy News on Twitter. Al, thank you for retweeting me the other day. You're welcome. That was nice of you. First retweet somebody, ever. Somebody had to do it. And Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy. So the most activated list has David Wright as number two on the most activated list. He has six RBIs in three games since returning. Throw him in there? I don't see any reason why not. The only thing you would have been worried about is rust. How about Desmond Jennings? He's sixth on the most activated list, and he is off to a very good start. Al, what do you expect from him? Uh, well... I think uh, we're going to probably see a little bit of inconsistency from him, but um, you know, he's given the, how poor this rookie class has performed so far, he could be a real standout rookie, uh, even just playing the last two months of the season. So a lot of steals. Are we going to get power from him? I think enough to make the steals hold up, and and really the second best attribute after the steals, I think, is on base percentage. They're batting a leadoff. Uh, plenty of opportunities for him to hit and score runs, but then some power there too also. And number eight on the most activated list, Al, is Vance Worley. Vance Worley is home against the Giants. Is he a good start this week? He is. He is also home against the Pirates. So he gets not one, but two good oh, starts two this starts. week. And, uh, you know, he's become a little bit overrated. Um, got a nice 2.02 ERA, so it's understandable. But at least for this next week, keep him in there. So the most deactivated list, and then after this we'll look at players at each position. Each position. Uh, Jason Bay is number five on the most deactivated list. Jason Bay, starter, sit. Sit. There's no reason to start him. He's struggled so much. Uh, a lot of this has to do with the hamstring injury probably. He's back from that, but still just not very good. Ty Wigginson, number six, starter, sit. This is one that I think is going to turn around because uh, with Carlos Gonzalez going on the DL – Wigginton has an opportunity to play regularly again. He actually has been starting at third base over Ian Stewart recently and not in left field. But with left field available, uh, he should get enough at-bats at one position or the other. All right, not so fast then, benching him. And Yolisha Sinal, he has been struggling. He's on the most deactivated list. I would say not so fast there either. Not that he's been good lately. He's been wild. He's been giving up home runs. But uh, I think he's earned uh, a longer leash than uh, just uh, you know to be deactivated after a few bad starts. Scott, At the Dodgers oh. this week, too, yep. for Chessine. Scott, that's a good matchup. Scott writes our hitting planner. Al writes our pitching planner. So here's what you need to know about the hitting planner. About half the league playing seven games, about half the league playing six, so nothing huge there. Like last week, we had the A's playing five games. We don't have a situation like that. The five best matchups, Boston, Texas, the Mets, 
Angels and Yankees. Boston, Texas, Mets, Angels, Yankees. Any fringe guys that stand out there? A few fringe fringe guys. Mike Napoli, who we're going to talk about a little later, uh, has been hot since the break. And I think in the seven-game week, he should get at least four starts. Uh, Angel Pagan, I think, is a guy who struggled recently. Uh, if he's able to get had a dehydration issue on Sunday, if he's able to bounce back from that, and he should, he could have a surprisingly good week. Um, those are the two biggest guys that All stand right. out offhand. And the five worst matchups are Pittsburgh, San Diego, the Mariners, A's, and Marlins. Some of the worst hitting teams there. I anyway. know. Pirates, <laughs> very convenient. That made it hard to write the hitting planner because I had less options to choose from of players people might have actually considered starting in the first place. Pirates, Padres, Mariners, A's, Marlins. Uh, let's go to catcher now and start with Mike Napoli. So he's a good start this week? Yeah, I'd say so. Two left-handers means two starts at first, and as the backup catcher, he should get two starts there too. And He's hot enough that a four-game week should be good enough. Al, would you start Jorge Posada this week? I probably would. Uh, I think he just faces one left-hander, Jason Vargas, this week, so... Uh, and Scott, you're looking over your sheet there. Yeah, but that was two left-handers. If two... Britain is oh, pitching, oh, in the you, no, you're header. right. You're right. Yeah, Britain's good. But still, five right. against righties. Yeah, so that that's good enough. And Miguel Olivo was cold, but now he has two home runs in four games. Starter sit. That's that kind of turns it around for me. I, I'm not going to call him a start or a sit. I had him as a definite sit, as cold as he was. Uh, the Mariners He's do a crouch. have. Mariners do have <laughs> tough matchups this week against the Yankees and Rays, but it is the worst, other than CC Sabathia, it's the worst end of those two rotations. So uh, he, he might be able to keep it going, but I'm not convinced enough to call him a start either. Mike Napoli or J.P. Aaron Sibia, who had three home runs over the weekend? I'd probably go with Napoli because I like the matchups a little more. But that being said, Aaron Sibia gets the Orioles for three games to open the week, so... There's a chance he could stay pretty hot, too. So let's move on to first base now and look at Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt, starter sit, Al? I would sit him because his playing time situation still hasn't been completely sorted out. Uh, there's certainly better first base options available, so at least this week sit Brandon Belt. Is Mark Trumbo a better first base option, Scott? I would say he is, and a lot of it has to do with the Angels' good matchups. Seven-game week, Indians and Tigers, as good as those teams are. Their rotation's not so great. And Trumbo has a weird thing going against righties. 15 of his 18 homers have come against him, kind of a reverse split thing. And uh, five of the seven pitchers on the schedule are righties. Gabby Sanchez, we talked about him on Thursday. He yeah. has been pretty bad over the last month, but did he wake <laughs> up with two home runs Saturday, one Friday? Yeah, he woke up in a ridiculously loud way <laughs> that forced me to... Remove him from the planner as a player uh, to approach with caution. Even with the Marlins' tough matchups this week, I would probably start him. Would you start him over Belt? Oh, yeah. That's not even close because Belt's not playing every day. Okay. I'd start him over, uh, if you want to go there, I'd start him over Mark, Mark Trumbo also. All right. Start him over <laughs> Mark Trumbo. So yeah. he's a pretty good option this week. Yeah. Second base, two guys with bad matchups, Dustin Ackley and Jamile Weeks. But Weeks you know, keeps on hitting. Let's start with Ackley. Starter sit Ackley, Al. I would start him. I think with either of these guys, I wouldn't pay a whole lot of attention to, to matchups. It's not going to affect their playing time. 
And uh, I don't even know that it'll affect their production that much, even though they're both young guys. I would start either. And Scott, you like Weeks? I like, uh, you know, he's been hot. I, I would actually lean against him, uh, lean, lean against starting him against the tough matchups. It's David Price, James Shields, Francisco Liriano, Jeremy Hellickson. And he's been up and down so far. Ackley, I trust a little more to perform consistently, no matter who he's going against. Who would you guys rather own, just forgetting about position? Ackley, Weeks, Desmond Jennings. I would rather have Ackley. Um, and, and it's hard to ignore the position. It is hard that's to part of what it. makes him so exactly. valuable. Okay. I would go Ackley, then Jennings, then Weeks. I would too. Starters at Daniel Murphy. Is he one of those fringe guys that benefits from the Mets having good matchups? He is, um, and, and really, he's getting to be less and less of a fringe guy. Last I looked, he was starting in more than 70% of leagues, which surprised me, but eligible at second and third. Looks like he's still going to play, even with uh, the left side of their infield back. So Murphy, as long as he's not facing a bunch of lefties, is, all, is a pretty good start. How about Mark Ellis? No. The, Col- the Rockies Ellis. would have to be at home to okay. start Ellis at any time in mixed leagues, and they're not this week. Then we move on to third base and Danny Valencia, who has been pretty impressive lately. Starter sit Danny Valencia, Scott. The key for Valencia is left-handed pitchers. You look at the 234 batting average on the year. He's hitting 330 with a 936 OPS against lefties, and that went up over the weekend. It's, it's going higher. Four lefties on the schedule for wow. the Twins this week. So in addition to him being more productive recently, he should really take advantage of those matchups. Danny Valencia, nice little sleeper. Al, what do you think about Ryan Roberts this week? Well, he's been getting some regular playing time, uh, and that will probably can continue uh, over the, at least the next few days because Kelly Johnson's uh, got a calf injury. So I think even though Roberts hasn't hit much lately, um, that he's, he's worth starting. David Freeze or Ryan Roberts? Ah. Uh, I think I, I would go Freeze just because even though both may miss a game here or there, uh, Freeze will produce a little bit more. And how do you guys feel about Reds third baseman Todd Frazier as Scott Rowland is on the DL? Todd Frazier. I'm not wild about him. I think there's a reason he got stuck in the minors till age 25, even though he was considered a top prospect at times. Not a lot of plate discipline, and I don't feel like there's quite enough power potential to overcome that. Some power potential, but not... He's not going to be like a big-time power guy. Shortstop now, Jose Altuve, the little dude. Scott, starter said Jose Altuve. Well, at shortstop, I would never start him because he's not eligible there. My apologies. Pulled that one out of the wrong slot. Yes. Second base. Second base. Jose okay. Altuve. Uh, would and you I, start him at second base? Uh, he hasn't shown anything yet, and... Uh, he was out of the lineup Sunday, which you know isn't a big deal in and of itself, but it could mean they're not they're not quite going to play him literally every day, which is always a problem. I, I would avoid him for now. Is Derek Jeter still a shortstop? <laughs> yes, Derek Jeter is. <laughs> Maybe shouldn't Jeter. be, but he is. He's actually having a, a pretty good July. Uh, start him. Feel good about him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, Eric Ibar, Al, start or sit? Oh, you have to start Ibar. All right, Ryan Terrio? Nah, I don't think so. I mean, Jeter was sort of a, a borderline case around the All-Star break, and as you mentioned, Adam, he's he's been playing better lately, hitting better lately. Terrio is not. So uh, I think if you know Jeter is somebody on the border, then Terrio's on the wrong side of the border. 
So then let's move on to the outfield now. And we talked about Angel Pagan, and Scott says wouldn't be a bad week to start Angel Pagan, right? Except I called him Angel, and I think it yeah. is Angel, isn't yeah. it? Angel Sanchez, I, I Angel to... Pagan. Yeah. Same guy. <laughs> yeah. Angel and Angel Pagan, both. You know, right. Just different, other, but... different way of saying it. <laughs> but you could start him. How about Matt Joyce? Matt Joyce, I, I think, could end up having a pretty nice bounce-back week. I said that last week, too, and it didn't exactly happen. But he did homer the other day, two since the All-Star break. And you know, still an OPS over 900, batting average over 300 against righties. The Rays face six righties in their seven-game week. Got some hot-hitting outfielders, including Cameron Mabin. Padres have one of the five worst matchups. Starter sit Cameron Mabin. That's a big reason why I choose to sit him because uh, it's Cliff Lee, Ian Kennedy, well, Daniel Hudson. He just got hurt, actually. Just yeah, there's yeah. that too. Maybe did. Um, yeah, it's a strained hip flexor, which you know might not end up being a serious issue, but it's just another reason to yeah. avoid him. All right, Vernon Wells, Al. He's hot. Starter sit. Yeah, that's a tough one because I've been saying sit. Every week with Vernon Wells. Um, yeah, I have to admit, I'm just not, not trusting him yet. So I would, I would sit him, but I, you know, he's on my radar. Got to start thinking about it. John Jay, Colby Rasmus. What do we think there? I think Rasmus, you clearly have to avoid. Uh, Jay, going into Sunday, had started six of the last nine games for Rasmus or something. I mean, he's, Rasmus isn't an everyday player. You could say he's not even the the better half of a platoon there. Right. So he, he's got to get traded, I think. Eric Thames, starter sit. I will, uh, in deeper leagues, probably start him. You definitely it's, start him over Erasmus. Yes. Would you start him over John Jay? Uh, I would because Jay still isn't a full-timer himself. Would you start him over Vernon Wells? Uh, that one's closer. Mm, I guess I would probably go to Wells just because the Angels get an extra game, but I'm I'm not high on starting Wells right now either. His hot streak it's it's mostly been homers, still hitting yeah. like 240 yeah. for July. How about Corey Hart? Couple more outfielders here: Corey Hart and Hideki Matsui. Matsui's red hot, went five for five on Sunday. Corey Hart though, we'll start with him. Starter sit out. I would start Corey Hart. And Hideki Matsui. I'd start him too while he's hot. Start him over the other guys we talked about, Thames and Jay and Wells. The only one I would uh, think about there's uh, is Thames. I eh, I probably would start Thames over over Matsui. All right, then let's look at the injuries news and notes. And it's Carlos Gonzalez on the DL with a wrist injury. Eric Young Jr. called up. So who benefits here? Well, okay. Well, you know what? First of all, this is a wrist injury. So how concerned should cargo owners be? I wouldn't be that concerned. I, I feel like it's going to be a, a normal stay on the DL. He, he managed to avoid the DL initially and homered in that brief time he came back, which was encouraging. Uh, so I think they let it rest for two weeks, and uh, he should become he should come back pretty much good as new. So Wigginson benefits. I think so. Yeah. And and who else here? Probably Ryan Spielborgs, who actually has gotten the starts and left, uh, at least Friday and Saturday he did. And just an NL-only option. We've seen him get every day at bats before and not really do anything with it. And if if they start mixing Stewart in a third, I think that means more time for Wigginton and left. So I, I'm not that high on Spielborgs. Johan Santana is making some progress. Could have a rehab, rehab start this week, Al. 
Yeah, we could see him uh, maybe mid late August. Uh, but, you know, with Santana, it's always been a, a fuzzy picture since uh, the beginning of the year for him. I don't think that's really changed too much. Adrian Beltre's hamstring lands him on the DL, and Chris Davis was called up. So they actually play tonight, the Rangers. How interested are you in Chris Davis? Mildly, because uh, he's not going to play every day at third base. Uh, Michael Young will get some time there. The Rangers will do what they do, is just uh, little musical chairs around the diamond, uh, mixing and matching. So uh, he's... Uh, Davis is, is an intriguing guy for uh, AL-only leagues, but I don't think he'll play enough to really help in anything shallower than that. Who does this help? Does it help Napoli, Morley? Yeah, I was just thinking that if they don't play uh, Davis. Davis every day, then somebody else would have to slot in a DH if they're moving Young to the infield. And, and it seemed like Napoli would be the obvious choice. I mean, or they could just put Davis at DH, and yeah. they could go that route too. What's interesting about this for me, is if Davis doesn't take advantage of this opportunity, um, his number's always great in the minors, but even better than usual this year. Looks like he may have figured something out. If it doesn't work this time, I think the next time the Rangers need an extra player, it won't be Davis. It'll be... Um, <laughs> I'm forgetting his Le name Leonis now. Martin? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> Good Leonis guess. Martin. They share a brain, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Chipper Jones, is he going to be back this week? Probably at the uh, near the beginning of the week, but he, they were back and forth with it a little bit, and they ended up pushing him back once. And and no matter how you look at it, he's rushing back from knee surgery, so I, I wouldn't be interested in activating him. Clay Buckholtz this week? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. I think we're looking at probably about mid-August. Okay. Oh, that bad, huh? Yeah. I mean, he's not throwing off a mound yet, so it's, there's no specific timetable. He thinks he'll be back sooner than that, but I haven't seen any other indication uh, that he'll be back even early in August. How about Kelly Johnson? Start or sit? Looks kind of like a minor injury now, but who knows? Calves. Yeah. You know what they say about calves. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Tricky cats. Yeah. So sit him. Sit him. J.J. Putz, is he finally going to be back this week? Looks like Tuesday he'll be activated. Placido Polanco. Probably going to be, well, maybe be back. He's starting a rehab assignment Wednesday, so he could return by next Wednesday. I mean, next weekend. But I, you wouldn't want to start him for that. Scott Rowland goes on the DL for his shoulder. Zach Cozart is on the DL. So how serious is Zach Cozart's injury? He was playing pretty darn well at short. Um, and then I'll ask you another question after that. But is he... Good enough to stash or, you know, or what? Outside of NL only leagues, I don't think so. Not that I think the injury is, is devastating. Uh, Hyperextended elbow, we've seen people not even go on the DL for that. But I just don't feel like he's as good enough of a, as good of a contact hitter as he was showing early on. So if I'm in an NL only league and I need a body at shortstop, deep, deep league, Red Doria or Giannis, who's better there filling in for Cozart? You know who's better? Clint Barmas. Because <laughs> okay. I would pass on both of those guys. <laughs> Jojo Reyes was designated for assignment, and now the jokes about Jojo Reyes may have to stop. So that is disappointing. Uh, and Luke Scott is out for the season. For those of you in deeper AL-only leagues, Jojo Reyes, Luke Scott, you can drop them. One-star pitchers, then two-star pitchers, and also we have to look at relievers as well. Bud Narisau, he has not been good lately. He's at St. Louis, started in less than 40% of leagues. Starter sit Bud Norris. 
Uh, I think this week you start Bud Norris. There's not really a, a big array of good two-star pitchers this week. It's sort of the back end of rotations that's hitting that part of the uh, of the cycle. Uh, and and you know Norris's last two starts haven't been good, but um, you know overall I think you can trust him. Corey Lubke has Arizona at home. Only yeah. on the 58% of leagues. Yeah, I think he passed his test against the Phillies on Saturday. So, um, you know, that was a sort of a bellwether for him and did okay. It was, his, I think, his worst start to date, but still did okay. So you can certainly trust him against the Diamondbacks. Would you start him over Norris? Uh, actually, I wouldn't. It's close, but I, I would pick Norris if I had to choose. John Danks was great last week, returning from the DL. Now he has Boston at home, guys. Start or sit? I think you got to start him, even with the tough matchups. He's kind of been one of those gosh Boston just I they are so good right now I know but Danks when he gets going he's pretty much uh, if not an ace pretty close he, he can be a streaky pitcher and he seems to be going well right now yeah I'm gonna have to drop either him Bumgarner or Pineda in one of my leagues that is that is tough not a good it? situation yeah. yeah I don't know Santana <laughs> or Danks is owned in in by far the least amount of leagues Oh, no, he's about the same as Bumgarner, but much less than Pineda. Only 73% of leagues for Danks. See, and I, I might actually, if if I was forced to drop one of those three, I might actually go with Pineda. Yeah, I know. I, I, I actually stuff. definitely would. I wouldn't even, if it were a non-keeper league, I would certainly drop Pineda out of those three. All right. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're going to help me sleep better tonight. Irvin Santana is at Cleveland. 87% ownership. Start or sit. He started in half our leagues. Yeah, it's a good start this week for Santana. Um, good venue for him. Decent matchup. John Lackey was very good against Seattle Friday, and he has Kansas City at home this week, and he's owned in half our leagues. Yeah, it's three pretty good starts in a row for Lackey, so uh, he's not the uh, horrible, horrible option he looked like earlier this year. I'm still not trusting him with one start in a standard mixed league, so he's a sit this week in those formats. Rich Harden has the Rays at home. Harden owned in 41% of leagues. Scott? I don't know. He wasn't quite good enough against the Yankees. He didn't get roughed up, so I can't completely dismiss him. But I, I'm not motivated to start him yet either, for, particularly for a one-star week. Hey, who's better here, Harden or a guy who's owned in the same amount of leagues? Homer Bailey, who has the Mets at home. I would take Bailey, better matchup. Um, he's been good lately, uh, Bailey has. So uh, I just And I just like him better. He's just a more consistent guy. Matt Latos. Matt Latos has been consistently okay lately. Uh, he is owned in almost all of our leagues, but only started in 50%. He has Arizona at home. Start or sit, Al? Yeah, it's a home start. Actually, with Latos at this point, I don't really worry about home or away or, or splits. Um, he's had five straight quality starts, so while you say he's been consistently okay, he's been avoiding disasters. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, he's been like, you know, six innings, three runs. Yeah, quality yeah. start. Not great, though. Lots of strikeouts lately. A lot of good stuff there for Latos, so he's a start. Usually not good enough to win for the Padres, though. That's, well, that's, that's my the biggest problem. <laughs> Josh Colmenter at the Dodgers, owned in 43% of leagues. Oh, big week for Colmenter. Almost 60 points this week. Next week's another week, though. Only one start. I think he's still a little bit dicey as a one-start pitcher, so I would, I would sit Colmenter this week. But if you're in the deeper league where you start one-start guys, you like him? I like him because he's, he's the, close enough, and that's a good matchup at, at the Dodgers. Colmenter or Bailey? Bailey. Colmenter or Bud Norris? Bud Norris. Really? Really? You own Colmenter, right, Scott, in the podcast league? I own Colmenter because Al dropped him <laughs> after the two-star week. I picked him up for the two-star week and then tossed yeah. him away. I, pro I probably have enough pitchers that I won't have to start Colmenter. 
So closers here. Jason Isringhausen. Bobby Parnell, by the way, blew the game today for the Mets, so things are looking better for Isringhausen, right? Start him. Did did he blow it in the ninth? Eighth. Eighth. Okay. Yeah, things were looking good for Isringhausen. Already they'd consistently been going to him in the ninth. He'd been consistently converting. I don't think he's going to work three days in a row, but otherwise he looks like the closer. Okay, uh, K-Rod. Axford looks pretty good there. Axford's looked just fine, and actually K-Rod had that rough outing over the weekend. So I, I think Axford's job looks pretty safe right now. So definitely don't start Francisco Rodriguez. K-Rod was the one I dropped for Cole Mentor ah, after okay. I dropped Cole Mentor. I so he's droppable. Put that out there. Yeah, <laughs> I, and it's a shallow league, but for the most part, yeah. Carlos Marmol, he lost the job temporarily. He was kind of given a little hiatus, but you feel okay starting him now, Al? Sure, yeah. He's got that role. He's been better the last uh, three, four times out. So it's uh, all part of the fun of owning Carlos Marmol. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think you have to start him now. Then it's time to look at two-star pitchers. And we'll start with a guy who has been pretty bad since the All-Star break, owned in 97% of leagues. Tommy Hansen has the Pirates and the Marlins at home. Any concerns? Not for me. No, I like those matchups a lot. Those two, well, the bad starts that you talk about since the All-Star break, it's actually just two of them. One of them was at Colorado. I think we can forgive that one. So I, I can't. I can, and I <laughs> okay. will. And if I had him, I'd start him this week. All right, I can forgive him too then. Ricky Nolasco <laughs> at Washington and at Atlanta, Scott. <laughs> I was shaking my head here because I know I'm going to have to make this decision myself. <laughs> and it's very scary after that last start he had because you think he does that twice. Oh, man. I might as well just pack it up because I've lost. I'm probably going to end up starting him. Wow. I, I, he's just – those starts happen often enough that I think I can just kind of dismiss it as an isolated incident and trust that he's going to be – Effective more often than not. Well, I'll, let's get a second opinion here. Yeah, let's get a second. What do you opinion? think about Alaska? Scott? I think uh, you should start in Alaska this week. And um, I mean, Scott knows. You know, we all have our players that we uh, that we gripe about, and I probably gripe more about Alaska yeah. than anybody. <laughs> but that said, I've also you know watched him long enough to know that when he's bad, he is really bad. But he's good much more often than he is bad. So I think he's he'll be fine this week. Jeff Carstens at the Braves and at the Phillies. All right, big week for Jeff Carson's guys. Started in half our leagues. What do you think? Who's rolling the dice? Not me. <laughs> really? Okay. And I think he's, if I remember right, he's rolled off nine straight quality starts. So, I mean, he's, he is on a roll. But um, I'm just still not, uh, not trusting Carson's. Just a, a lot of funny-looking things in his stat line, the usual things, you know, the low BABIP and um, high strand rate and just things that, that look suspicious. And he just... You know, he's been a little better this year, but not as good as if his this, stats today make him look. If this was the Nationals and, the, I don't know, the Mets instead of the Braves and the Phillies, yeah, it'd be different. And it's at the Phillies. And he's a fly ball pitcher. So is Trevor Cahill a one-star guy or a two-star guy? One-star, right? Right. Would you start Cahill or Carstens? I would start Cahill, and I know that's risky, but uh, I think Carstens is, is even riskier. Derek Holland is home against the Twins, and he's at Toronto. He was awful last time. He's also started in half of our league. Start or sit? I would start him this week, and that's not really that much of an endorsement because, as I said before, there's not very many high-end two-start guys. But Holland has that start against the Twins, which is a decent matchup. And he's inconsistent, but there's a good side of that inconsistency. So I think there'll be enough good production from him this week to let him squeak by as a, as a startable candidate. So that means you're starting Holland 
over Karstens. That is and, exactly and not right. using the there's not many two start weeks argument for Karstens. Yeah, because I think Karstens is a worse pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That would be I, I think I would side toward Karstens if if that was the cho- choice. Freddie Garcia, Seattle and Baltimore and Yankee Stadium. And he's owned in 53% of leagues, started in 35%. Freddie Garcia, Scott. He has been surprisingly good this year. Every time I look at the box score, I'm like, oh, Garcia pitched well again. And those are two good matchups. I guess if you wanted a one-week sleeper, he wouldn't be bad a bad idea. But I, I'm still not particularly high on him. Almost the same percentages own and start for Carl Pavano at Texas and at Oakland. Starter sit. I would start Pavano, so this uh, whole run here, Holland, Garcia, Pavano, I'm not really crazy about any of them. I do like all of them better than Karstens, especially this week with the matchups that Karstens has. So Pavano, um, he's been been very consistent and gives you just enough production that in a week, two-start week, you can, you can start him in your leagues. So the following pitchers are owned in 50% of our leagues or less, so they are available. Go out and get them. Brett Myers at St. Louis and at Milwaukee. Tough week. Now, there's somebody I don't like better than <laughs> Jeff Karstens. Too much, uh, too much disaster potential for Myers. Chris Narvison, Cubs and Astros at home. Scott's nodding no. I'm nodding yes and voting with my, with my uh, no. cursor finger because I actually picked him up for the podcast oh, league wow. for those two starts. Uh, that's an inconsistent guy right there. Yes. Narvison. All over the place, this guy. So, so Scott says no. Al says yes. Kyle McClellan, home against the Astros and Cubs. Same matchups as Narvison, only reverse order. This is the part of the start-sit show for pitchers where I just keep shaking my head the whole time. I know, but a lot of people really have to start these guys. I mean, I know. they're owned in 39% of leagues. I know. I, I just feel like if you have or if you have a one-star pitcher who's just a better pitcher in general, you should just go with them if this is your – alternative right. I, these these aren't the kind of two-star pitchers where I, where I say okay i can start him just because he's making two starts for okay. the most part i mean the next one here james mcdonald I, I could see that a little more but i'm still not wild about him because he has the same tough matchups that karsten's does and he's bad on the road he's terrible on the road okay well there you go like five and a half era on the road so <laughs> makes it easy then i'll good. pick out a few that i think are interesting here fausto carmona angels and royals at home need to see more Good since coming off the DL, but uh, no, I'm not trusting Carmona yet. These next two, they're <laughs> going to make you go, oh, okay, well, that's pretty interesting. Juan Nicasio <laughs> and Joe Saunders both have the Dodgers and Padres on the road. Both are owned in 22% of leagues. Both are started in 13% of leagues. Nicasio, Saunders, do you like either of them? I like Nicasio and was very disappointed that he was already picked up in the podcast league because I would have much rather picked up him for two starts than Arvison. I like the matchups. Okay. I like the recent trend. I, yeah, I can go along with that for Nicasio. For Saunders, not so much. No. I just don't trust him. And even though the Padres looks like a good thing, Every time we say that, it backfires. So I'm not <laughs> going Alaska. Yeah, I'm not going to use that as my reasoning this time. One start, Rich Harden. Oh, this is so unrealistic. Who would be deciding between a one start, Rich Harden, and a two start, Joe Saunders? But just I actually feel like that's a fair comparison, and I would probably go with the one start, Harden. So let's quick pitch one player in each league to keep an eye on. Alze, I'll play. We got some some deep deep uh, quick pitches here. Sean Rodriguez is Alze, I'll player. Yeah, um, and the reason why is because um, 
the, the Rays just uh, demoted Reed Brignac to AAA. Uh, that was their move to get Desmond Jennings uh, up to the majors. So that just opens up more playing time at shortstop for Sean Rodriguez. Now, I don't expect him to play there every day. He'll split time with Elliot Johnson, but Rodriguez can play several positions. So I think he could piece together something pretty close to, to uh, everyday play. And, you know, I think he's an uh, intriguing guy because he is showing some doubles power this year. It's just the batting average is miserable. It's 211 going into Sunday. But he's capable of better contact and fewer pop-ups. He's got an outrageous pop-up rate right now. So, I mean, those are things that can reverse themselves. And I think he could be a, a decent kind of uh, low-end option in, in mixed leagues uh, for uh, second base. You know, that's probably where, where you'd want to use him the most, uh, or I suppose uh, – I don't know if he's a shortstop eligible yet. Uh, I, I want to say he is. Yeah. Well, if he only takes five like him better than Clint Barmas? Uh, if he's eligible, then yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Scott's AL player is another Ray. Starting pitcher Alex Cobb tore it up on Sunday. He did tear it up on Sunday. Seven shutout innings, six hits, no walks. And that's exactly the reason why the Rays have decided they have to keep him in the rotation. They're going with a six-man rotation for now, so he's here to stay. But this is kind of a, a dual quick pitch because it's not completely about Cobb. I don't see the Rays sticking with the six-man rotation. That just doesn't seem reasonable um, for some of the pitchers they have, some of the high-end pitchers they have spacing them out like that. It's just not a smart idea, I don't think. So I think this decision to keep Cobb around is a precursor to a trade with somebody, trading one of their starting pitchers. I don't know who it would be exactly, maybe Jeff Neiman. There's been some rumors about James Shields and the Reds wanting him. They have a lot of prospects to trade, including Devin Messerocco, who we've talked before about him uh, being blocked by Ramon Hernandez and Ryan Hannigan. And obviously the Rays need to catch her. They've been awful there all year. So I could see something like that going down. If that doesn't happen with the Rays, there's going to be some other trade here in the near future that opens up a spot for Messerocco. So we've seen uh, Jason Kipnis come up. We've seen Desmond Jennings come up. I think Devin Messerocco might be the next guy and might be an immediate impact player in fantasy. So both Devin Messerocco and Alex Cobb, uh, if they're not up already, they're going to be up soon, and I think they're going to be immediate contributors. So look into both of those guys. Al's NL player is Steve Lamborghini Lamberdozzi. <laughs> Lamberdozzi. Uh, yeah, and if that name sounds familiar, his uh, father of the same name uh, played for the Twins in the 80s. Um, so also a second baseman like his dad. And the reason why Lamberdozzi uh, is relevant, he's in AAA right now for the Nationals, uh, but the Nats really, really like his bat. He's hitting 351 in AAA right now. And there have been some rumors, this is you know, the time to talk about all these trade rumors, uh, that they may be open to trading Ian Desmond. And that would be to bring up Lombardozzi to start at second base, move Danny Espinosa to shortstop. And how do you like that? Danny Espinosa with shortstop eligibility. It's obviously very speculative, but could be something to really enhance uh, Espinosa's value. And clearly they like the Nationals like Lombardozzi. So he's somebody who really needs to be on your radar in NL only because it's really just a matter of time before he gets called up. So okay. keep, keep his uh, name uh, in the back of your mind. By the way, speaking of 80s twins, Al, since you're the elder statesman here, <laughs> do you think Burt Blylevin is a Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah, and a long overdue. All right. Long overdue. Congratulations, Burt. 
Scott's NL player is Kyle Blanks, Padres outfielder, owned in 11% of leagues. We referred to him briefly on Thursday's show, but just to get into it further with him, coming back from Tommy John surgery, uh, that's part of the reason he got off to such a slow start last year because he had that elbow injury going on. But was clearly back in form at AAA, hitting 351 with 11 homers and 1137 OPS. And this is a guy who... Uh, entering 2010 was one of the biggest sleepers in fantasy. Look at his numbers as a rookie in 2009. Ten homers in 148 at-bats. And he plays for the Padres, might I add. So he was doing that, playing half his games at Petco Park. He's a right-handed hitter, which helps. But a power hitter who who is capable of handling that park, and those guys have been few and far between. Uh, if, if he's healthy now, uh, as his minor league numbers show, I think he can pick up where he left off in 2009 and be potentially even a mixed league contributor down the stretch. So you're going to want to keep a close eye on Kyle Blanks. Kyle Blanks leads us to our emails, DM Fantasy Baseball at CBS.com. First email from Ryan, Dear Fantasy Czars, I was offered Chris Young, Jason Hayward, and Johnny Venters for Michael Bourne, J.J. Hardy, and Drew Storen, giving up Hardy, but he owns too low here. So giving up um, giving up Bourne, Hardy, and Storen for Hayward, Venters, and Chris Young in a 7x7 seven seven Roto League with holds. I feel like this is a good trade, but Hayward is giving me a little heartburn. Will he turn it around in the second half? Would you do this trade? Hayward is a hard guy to figure out. I had an offer involving him recently, and I couldn't make up my mind myself, even with the two homers over the weekend. A bunch of strikeouts in there. Uh, I just don't know about him. Um, the bigger the bigger issue for me is the store and for Venter swap. I know you're in first place in saves and last in holds, but how much time do you really have to make up ground in holds? How far back are you? And how far ahead are you in saves? Because you'd be losing a lot with Storin, obviously. Yeah, I do like this deal because um, I, I feel like it's – maybe an even swap at worst because um, I do think Hayward could turn it on over the last two months. And I think young overborn is probably at least a little bit of an upgrade. So I'd, I'd be willing to roll the dice here. Hey, fantasy ne'er-do-wells. This comes from Clayton in Peru, Illinois. 12-man Roto League, three outfielders, no middle infielder and no corner infielder. I'm lurking in fourth place with a good shot at second or third. My pitching staff is very solid. I've been trailing in home runs and stolen bases all season. I recently decided to punt home runs and add speed. I added Rajay Davis off the waiver wire, made a trade to add Juan Pierre. I traded Michael Morse and Yolish Chassin for Juan Pierre and Chris Carpenter. Was this a good move, or am I destined for mediocrity, trading Morse and Chassin for Pierre and Carpenter? I don't I, – I, you know, I, the players by themselves, it doesn't look like a good move because I think Morse is so much better than Pierre at this point. Uh, I, I think maybe you've had a slight upgrade Chassin for – Carpenter, so I wouldn't worry so much about that end. I I just don't know if I like the idea of punting home runs for speed. I still feel like home runs are the the uh, the e- easier to get, easier to find, um, more reliable in the second half. A lot of speedsters slow down after the All Star break. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, and I just wonder if there's also going to be collateral damage here to to RBIs and runs scored too. So um, I think that's probably the biggest reason why I, I wouldn't do this. Klaus, looking for a utility player in my 16-team head-to-head league. 
Danny Valencia, Edwin Encarnacion, Mitch Moreland. Which one would you prefer? Valencia, E5, Moreland. I think the four lefties on schedule with those splits, I got to go with Valencia for this week, although Mitch Moreland is the best player uh, thinking rest of the season. Gary in Jersey, keep two and ditch one for a deep AL-only utility spot. So pick two here. Tomei, Kipnis, Plouffe. Well, I like Trevor Plouffe, but he's he's out with those other two. Um, it's not clear how often Kipnis is going to play, but I, I'd definitely want to pick him up. And uh, Yeah, I think Tomei's going to be considerably more productive than Plouffe. Aaron in Brooklyn, just traded Aubrey Huff for Ian Desmond. I'm quickly growing tired of Ian Desmond's performance. I thought I had a steal here, but Desmond hasn't stolen a base in over a month. I'm in a weekly 13-team, 30-man roster keeper league. Uh, we start six middle infielders, and I have Belt, Cozart, and Nishioka. Would you start any of the three over Desmond this upcoming week? Belt, Cozart, Nishioka. Okay, not Cozart. So Belt <laughs> yeah. or Nishioka? I can't I, see it. I wouldn't. Okay. And in the Desmond future, is terrible, uh, but... Yeah, I would hope in, the, in a... <laughs> couple weeks I could start belt, but not this week. Richard in Ottawa, would you drop Suzuki for any of the following? Ramon Hernandez, Umberto Quintero, Giovanni Soto. Soto. Yeah, it's an In fact, call. I did that a few weeks ago. Two emails here, two left. Adam says, Dear Bravehearts of Fantasy Baseball Podcasting, Alan Scott, you should really see Braveheart. Okay. Yeah, is that – oh, this is from Adam. Yes, it's from Adam. Azer. No, not from me. Oh, okay. Different Adam. Okay. But he's right. You should. <laughs> Time for a rotation audit in a 12-team head-to-head mixed league. Who's the worst two of my current rotation for the rest of the year? The worst two. Jimenez, Granke, Jurgens, Garza, Beachy, Hellickson, Bedard, Neiman. Jimenez, Granke, Jurgens, Garza, Beachy, Hellickson, Bedard, Neiman. Neiman stands out to me as obviously the worst. I like the rest of them just fine. I guess I'll, I'll uh, Helixson has innings issues, but Bedard has injury issues. I guess I'd say Bedard is the second worst. I would say Helixson and Bedard. It wasn't even obvious to me that Neiman. You like was Neiman, like, yeah? You that do like much, Neiman. huh? Yeah, I, I like I like Neiman better than Helixson. I don't like him better than Bedard. Things being equal, but with Bedard, things aren't equal because it's. I mean, he should come back next week, but. You know, injuries are a concern there. So, yeah, I'd say Hulks and Bedard. And who are the two best on this list? Kyle Loesch, Matt Harrison, Kuroda, Cologne, Leak, Nice, Bailey, Peavy, Hughes, Harden. Two best. Loesch, Harrison, Kuroda, Cologne, Leak, Nice, Bailey, Peavy, Hughes, Harden. Cologne and Kuroda for me. Al? Cologne, and uh, I like Leak and Nice slightly better than Corota. I guess I'm going to have to pick either one of Leak or Nice. I will go Nice, Cologne and Nice. All right, you both agreed on Cologne. Would you add Cologne at the expense of Neiman, Hellickson, or Bedard? I would for Neiman for sure. And Al? But Al won it, so. Uh, no, Cologne versus Neiman. Yeah, well, you I like would. Neiman, so Cologne versus Hellickson or Bedard. I would, uh, I would pick Cologne over all three, including okay. Neiman. And last email here from Cheryl. First, I want you to know that I listen to your podcast regularly. You guys are great company for my daily workout. Lovably geeky, and I say that in the nicest possible way. All right. That, I think that's <laughs> kind of what we strive for here. Uh-huh. That's a big compliment. Yeah, no, it is. Not even kidding. 
12-team AL only, 5x5, five five, Roto Keeper League. I'm currently in second place. Pick four from the following. No, these are uh, not a great list here, but, uh, you know, it's AL only. So, <laughs> Jake Arrieta at Toronto and at New York. Terrible matchups. Wade Davis at Oakland. Danny Duffy at Boston. Guthrie at the Yankees. Holland, Minnesota, and at Toronto. Vargas, Tampa Bay, and at the Yankees. Simone at Toronto. Jesse Crane, Anthony Swarzak. My current plan is to start Davis, Guthrie, Crane, and Simone. Any suggestions? Pick well, this, this is what I was saying about Derek Holland. I mean, in this week, he yep. looks pretty good. I, to me, he's far and away the best option out of this group. And then after that, Simone is, is intriguing. He's had two really good starts in a row, but I think... And Duffy, too, by the way, is intriguing, but that Boston matchup's a tough one, so I think I'm going to cross my fingers, roll the dice, and, and go with Jason Vargas and hope he's not too awful against the Yankees. Well, you've got to pick four. Those are my oh. top two also. Yeah. Holland um, and Vargas. And then, I guess, so Duffy. You, you liked Duffy. I, you know, I'd go with Wade Davis. He's been bad, but I, I think there's enough, good in, there's enough good in him. I guess that's kind of a Star Wars reference since we've had that going on recently. <laughs> um at Oakland, I think he could do good enough. Not exciting, obviously, but what are you, what are you working with here? So you want to go with Davis and Duffy? Can we go with that? Sure. Okay. Show over today's <laughs> is. That's how they would say it in Star Wars, right? <laughs> something like that? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about it because then I'm going to become the Star Wars fan and, you know, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's... <laughs> More, more of an endorsement than I would do. So, yeah. thanks, everybody. It's week 17. Good luck. We'll be back on Tuesday. Our producers, Jeremiah Thermidor. For Scott White, now Melchior. I'm Adam Azer. See ya.